1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Welcome back to part two of our sit down with Mr. Tom Arnold and if you haven't heard part one you gotta check it out first we talk about when Tom met Roseanne the beginning of their relationship their marriage their divorce Tom reveals a lot of things that I mean he's never said before. Yeah. Really, we hear all about the whole trajectory of his relationship with Roseanne, but also we hear about Roseanne. Like, what was it like on set with John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf and Sarah Gilbert? I mean, such a talented cast. And what was was that like way back then? And we just talk about it all and kind of get to where we are at now, his current dating life, which we're about to get into. Got some housewife stuff coming to you guys, but check out part one if you want to hear about the origins of Tom and Roseanne. And now stay tuned for part two.
0: I do need to have a relationship eventually. I haven't had a date in over three years, but you know, and I do, there are some, some women that, that, uh, you know, are age appropriate that, that I see. Sometimes I do these autograph things. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. What, you know, there's several that I've become pals with that I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, let's do that. But, you know, it's also, you know, uh, when you meet, you know, I was uh, up at CVS talking to a school teacher. <laughs> That's a, the, how far my dating goes. I go up to CVS. And, you know, age appropriate. And I kind of started getting a feeling like, hey, this is that tingle a little bit. And, uh, um, but but I thought, it, it, you know, it, it, there's always a, a beat to go. You know, I just had our next door neighbor. where had kids and I moved here to, to Sherman Oaks come over and say, oh, uh, and we've lived here since June 1st. I brought me a a thing of treats that said, I've been meaning to come over and uh, I just wanted to say, uh, welcome to the neighborhood. Oh, God, that's so nice of you and stuff. And she goes, and you are. I go, I'm Tom Arnold. She goes, I got that. Okay." (laughs) And I thought, you know, there's a little bit of. uh, First of all, you never know what people think about you. So the dating thing, which I never did, I'm sure you dated. I never did. I went I had four engagements up until the time I moved to LA and then four marriages. And in between those there was a brief period of dating like five dates in one week and then I always felt like I was cheating on that person. So I thought I got to get locked into a marriage with a solid person, solid adult person that has my back. We don't always get along. We could, you know, we don't break the big rules, but but has my back. And I just I it, it it, I have more to work on with myself. Um, I will say this. I have married. Uh, I have performed four marriages, uh, uh, all gay marriages, and they're all still married. And I have been married four times. I've been in four marriages, and none of them are working. So my brother and his husband have been together 15 years. Wow. <laughs> and that's... Uh, You know, I I see that, you know, as as adults go. this is a commitment, like this is a thing, you know, because I think for a long time people grew up like, oh, I have to get married to, I have to find a woman or a man and we have to do this thing. I think people, I think people are more thoughtful now and I can't, you know, because my kids are eight and six, I'm a single dad, I'm 62, so there's that. Like, first of all, people are not like, oh, I'm looking for a 62 year old, (laughs) but there's also, I don't, to bring people around my kids, right? you know, but it has to happen sometime. I'm always looking at the moms at school that have kids the same age that are the single moms. You know, they're usually a lot younger than me, but what you do and I set up some play dates and. And to talk filthy with some of the moms because they're, you know, it seems like they're in a really nice school. Seems like they'd be, but they're filthier than I could ever be. And it's really funny. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, it's not my number one. I'm taking it a day at a time, man. I live my life a day at a time. Is that your go to move, a play
1: date for the kids?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the easiest one.
1: I like because
0: that. Then the kids are doing something. You know, in my mind, this is bad, but, but to get off the schneid, to break the streak, what needs to happen is the kids come, they're playing outside, you know, got someone kind of observing. We run in my bedroom, hook up because she wants to do that done. And, uh, but that's, you know, that's how my mind goes. Like where, where let's get into a closet here. And I do recommend that in relationships. If you don't have sex with your, your mate, Fucking, you get resentful, you get jealous, whatever. And every week or two weeks or you just have to go into a closet and do some kind of sex. Get it over. It's not going to be perfect, but just do it with that person, the one person you have sex with. Do something. And then you're like, okay, okay, you know, chill. I would agree with all of
1: that. What about in Hollywood? Do you have any celebrity crushes? Like what women in Hollywood, you know, Who's your type, Tom?
0: Oh, I, 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 I uh jo- Joanna Cassidy. I saw her at a, at a couple autograph signing. She's like, and I don't know. She might be seventy-five. I don't know. You know, I got a thing for Jane Fonda too. There's no doubt. If you spend any time with her, you know, you're like, oh yeah that. And then I'm also I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 62. I'm not like, you know, 25 year old Tom Arnold, but you know, there is a Gail O'Grady. Uh, I like her a lot. You know, she's, uh, and she's, uh, yeah, she's very beautiful, but she's also like, uh, you know, like, a, not a f- uh, not afraid that she'll, she'll, she'll shit talk with you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Uh, I think I'm more nervous around, um, you know, because like you do meet people at these conventions or uh, when you're doing up comedy or when you're out of the house that are fans and they're enamored with your, they like that you are who you are. And that's a, and that feels good. And then, but I always do this thing. Well, what is the next thing that happens? Because I know it's going to be more complicated than, you know, and and uh and how do i not look uh like i'm taking advantage of somebody right. uh you know but i do i do find that people I, this so i can speak about women a little bit they're not as uh naive or uh, uh you know in the day it was sort of about this thing and they're because i know the moms at school they're just there's some that don't have time they they got time for this let's get it going and then they're they're off and they work out they do all this shit that i need to do and they take, they got this kid here, this kid here, this kid here. They're fucking badass. And they do hook up once in a while. They do that thing, like, for them. Do. And it's not a long, you know, flowery, you know, you don't have to, I don't think you have to make them promises that, listen, we will live forever. <laughs> They're not interested. They're not interested in the, that old game. You know, my biggest move was being able to marry people at one time. You know, to go, I will marry you. Like that seemed to be the biggest gift. Okay, I'll spend the rest of my life with you, and we will get married. And we'll have a big wedding, and uh, it'll be cool. And, uh, and and that just is not in the. Not that I would say I would not get married again. You know, Jim Cameron's been married five times, and he'd always say, I, I, "You write your story. You write your ending. Fuck those people," because you know he's got a great thing going on uh, with Susie Amos. But it took him four other times. And, you know, I'm not looking for that. You know, I would like to meet somebody that finds me sexually attractive and is very rich and they're very generous and they like kids and they really think I'm amazing and amusing and they're all set up.
1: What is it about Jane Fonda that you find so, so
0: appealing? Well, she's sexy, you know, she's sexy, but I know her too because you know, her politics, right? And she's a badass. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, Trump sent the Secret Service to my house. Nixon sent him to her house. You know, I just respect her that she's out there. You know, everything, you know, I I, I just, you know, I respect her. I mean, Dolly Parton is very attractive. You know who was very attractive, who was very sexy, was Florence Henderson. I shit you not, like she was fucking A-game. Like, and I've talked to other dudes about it where we tell probably they go, do you ever see any older uh, and people? Are like, fucking Florence Anderson. I met her at this thing. Like, she's uh, a, you know. I'm going to tell you a, a, a story for your show that does not make me look like the greatest guy, but it, but it's kind of sweet. Cloris Leachman, I, I did her last movie. And I loved her so much. You know, she's from Iowa. And she's a brilliant actor. I respect her. I really looked out for her. In fact, Jennifer Tilly, who played my wife, film the moment we met that i sat down at the dinner table of was my mother-in-law right here and it's very intimate and i really looked out for her and it was such an honor to work with her right and her daughter was her handler uh uh, the, uh in the movie and one night uh, we wrapped and then Cloris had a bedroom we were filming at a house so her dresser was a bedroom and she got to sleep on the bed and her daughter is coming yeah, Her her daughter's very very nice very cute. And she says, uh, I just want to tell you how much it means to me that you're taking such good care of my mother." And and I go, well, of course I love her. And she, we, we hugged each other and I hugged her and my hands, she didn't have underwear on. I could feel that thing. I didn't mean to touch her. But I was like, oh my God. I'm, so, so I'm so sorry. She goes, no, it's okay. And for a second, I looked at her mom there and I was like, if I push her mom over then we could get this thing going right here. I was—I went from worshiping, which I do, Claire's Leesman, to thinking about putting a coat over her head so her daughter and I could hook up real quick. <laughs> that, that's how my mind—you know—I went from being the most gracious, wonderful guy to wait a minute. I want to remove your pump. <laughs> so at least
1: at least your mind works quickly, right?
0: It does.
1: off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. If there's one thing you guys know about me from listening to this podcast, it's that I like options and I like simplicity and I like convenience. And I have to tell you, Talkspace kind of feels like having a -A 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 therapist in my back pocket. I'm able to reach out to my family therapist anytime from anywhere and that makes taking care of my mental health super easy. I'm more relaxed when I'm traveling. You know I'm in the Hamptons all summer so I mean I'm on the go and I just love knowing that if I need to talk to my therapist I can just send a message from wherever I am and hey they respond. Also I gotta tell you if you're thinking of therapy you can sign up for Talkspace and you can actually start therapy the exact same day. Like I said simplicity and results. It's a fraction of the cost of in person therapy. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with TalkSpace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to TalkSpace.com. Make sure to use the code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and TalkSpace.com.
0: And that is, it's a relief. You know, if you've been through a, a went through an especially nasty divorce last time because it involved kids. And I had to go to court and custody court and I had to do all this stuff. And, and anything involves something you, your kids, cause that's the thing you love the most. That's a, that, And if they know that and they want to hurt you, they're like, oh, that's the thing I'm gonna try and take away from you. I'm gonna say, but um, that feeling with Chloris's daughter was the first time I went, oh, I still have, I, I could still have sex. <laughs> I can, no, it's still going. There's something, you know, some men, as we know, have that all the time and they get fucking in trouble. You can't, they they get, you can't count on them because that's right. all they got. They're like fucking living on red. The head of their penis is like the fucking razor's edge. They're just, you know, and it's sex addiction and you got to find the, but I think having sex is probably a good thing, you know, um, and, you down, right? right? You know, but I have to say, don't put down, jerk it off because let me tell you something. It's, and i do recommend this to young guys i guess some of you guys are like yeah oh, we got there I, want to I say do yourself a favor jerk off before you go out because then you won't get in quite as much trouble you probably won't get into a fight and then you don't go for you know you pace yourself <laughs> you pace yourself a little bit with the partying with the with women with men whatever you make a little bit better decisions because young people make terrible decisions i know because i was a young person so there's that.
1: So that's your advice for all the young men out there. Yeah,
0: our men in general, yeah.
1: Speaking about, you mentioned politics and Jane Fonda. Talk to me about this whole, you know, listen, when you think Tom Arnold, you think a lot of things you don't think, you know, breaking the story of like Jerry Falwell and the poll boy and Michael Cohn. How does this all come about? I mean, I know you were doing your own, like anti-Trump.
0: Right. Analyses. Well, I, you know, I do Trump, don't Trump for almost 40 years. So, you know, this guy's bad news. Like, you know, he would, you know, I put up a clip. He came He came on my sports show. First of all, Roseanne and I did a special at Trump Castle. Maybe it was a casino at the end of the 80s. And he was like, listen, I have a friend that has a, a, a what is a Bugatti or whatever, some kind of $3 million car. And he will, we'll bring this and, and then I'll drive Roseanne onto the set. I'll be her chauffeur. So I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And now I realize he's in the show. Now, he, now he's in the show. And then later, uh, I was talking to HBO. We we're settling up some uh, some bills. They go the guy that drove that car up lives on a farm in New Jersey. He boxed it up. He drove it up here, and Trump promised to pay him forty grand, and he did pay him. And so I thought, well, that's hilarious. I'll pay him because that's a hilarious Donald Trump story. But that's really that's his business whatever. And he would come on my sports show and we had young girls in the audience. Like, you know, we have a high school or a junior high in uniforms and there's, and he's like, Hey, what? And you can see by the show, go to me. Hey, what the, what's going on with these guys? So there's that, but it was fine when he was just Donald Trump. I've been to the playboy match with him. He took me after the show to meet his new girlfriend, Karen McDougal. Uh, and then I realized, Oh shit, his wife is here too. Melania and his daughter. Like he has no problem. You know, and and uh, and so but I thought that's all fine. You know, sports show. There's a lot of guys involved with sports or, you know, entertainment that are like that. But then when he started talking about running for office, I was like, oh, shit, this is the worst idea ever. And so I, you know, I, I did my best. You know, I had friends that worked on the Celebrity Apprentice and uh, they had tape of, I mean, he, cause he, the thing about the celebrity apprentice is it's a game show. And in America, if you host a game show, you have to be miked the whole, from the time you get out of the car to the time you leave, because there was a game show scandal in the fifties and uh, and people cheated. The sponsors of the show told the person who should win. So the host of the show is up all the time and filmed. And there's 18 cameras filled with that show. So then the shit they have when people talk about the outtakes, it's crazy. And I the executive producer of that show's brother was my clip producer on the best sports show, period. So I know what they have. You know, people share. And at the time it's like hilarious. Here's a Christmas table made Donald Trump saying all these racist whatever things, going up to the camera woman, like in camera. You're fuckable. You're fuckable. You're fuckable. And so I'd like, I, we got to get that out there before the Hillary election. And, you know, these guys got so afraid. And by now they were all working for Mark Burnett. He brought him in, hired him. They run Survivor, but they were, you know, they were very nervous too about Donald Trump. The worst human being ever. I got a huge fight at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house on the, in uh, in, uh, Christmas 2016, after Trump was elected, Mark Burnett was there. You know, he comes up and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm not going to give you that. You the tape that you want of Trump or Trump? Trump wants him. You want him? I'm not giving him." And then he's like, shows me, he goes, and I'll tell you why. And He shows me a picture of his son as uh, Trump's uh, ring bearer. I'm like, "Well, that's fucked up." Anyway, I'm. Some people are there, and, and they say, and the people I know. You know, uh, Hillary Clinton is more like, you know, Hitler than Donald Trump. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, people inside all the institutions. I go, what in the f- – that is – so I get in a huge fight with pe- people I genuinely like. like, And it's going to – I don't know if we're going to fist fight in Arnold's living room or whatever. But um, uh, the, the, this uh, – Matt Med-Blank, uh, uh it, it speaks up and he says uh, – the, the executive producer, the guy that works with – with Barnett, who's there, and says, Wait a minute. Donald Trump is the worst human being I've ever met in my entire life. And everybody you know, he stepped up and did that. Um it's Eric Van Wagen it, the brother. And it froze everybody. Because nobody thought he was gonna say that. And then I'm like, well this is my exit strategy. I'm gonna get out of here now. And so I walk out of Arnold's house and there's a he's got a very long driveway and there's a valet and there'd been a car the valet smashed a car down so it's taking a while to get the cars and i'm standing there and I look behind me is clint eastwood who's very conservative i'm like oh fuck. and he's like you know tom trump is a a bonehead he goes you know the worst part about being elected mayor then you got to be mayor which is his reference of he was a mayor. and so i thought that was pretty cool i still no matter what i love clint eastwood yeah so I started, uh, you know, I, Vice got a hold of me and said after a little while, would you do a show? We like your social media. Would you do a show? We'll give you cameras. You go where do you want about Trump. We'll we'll analyze each of these tape things. And that's how I got to know Michael Cohen, obviously. <laughs> and when I first met Michael Cohen, people were like, I did a selfie with him in uh, June of uh, 2018 because I went to, I stayed at the Regency where I knew he was living. And I was getting ready to leave. There's a Rolling Stone reporter following me around and the crew'd already started heading back to LA. And uh and he walks, I go, he go we're sitting there, me and a, the the reporter having a drink in the front of the uh downstairs to regency, and he's like, It's too bad you didn't run into Michael Cohen, and I go, Yeah, whatever. And then I go, Oh, fuck, there he is right there. He's coming in the door. So I jump up and get uh, Michael Cohen comes to the door, and I'm like, I don't know how this could gonna go. It might go shitty. We might be fucking or And it went very well. He's like, oh, Tom, very nice to meet you, I know. And then the reporter uh, took a picture of us, which I posted, and, and people went crazy. But the, the right-wing people said, that's bullshit. He just did a selfie. He doesn't know Michael Cohen. Well, I did know Michael Cohen, and I made a lot of tapes of Michael Cohen, and I supported him in prison. I talked. I had a cell phone with him in prison, I had two cell phones, you know, because he was cooperating. And his cooperation, you will see even more payoff, now, because the things that he went to prison for, the evaluate, evaluating his property higher than it was worth to get loans from the bank are the same thing that the Trumps did. So what goes around comes around. He's certainly been helpful with documents and stuff, but he got out of prison. And uh, I, I'd always wondered, uh, you know, there's several things like uh, this, you know, this before he went to prison. I I want to know about Jerry Falwell Jr. I said, I, something does add up that... You know Michael had a that did this thing because by now I'd gotten to know the pool boy and then other pool boys, and I was putting it together. And uh, um, I knew that Michael Cohen had fixed the thing for them in 2015 where there was a bunch of pictures that got out of Fall and uh, and by the way, they were. It was you know people like when it, when, when he got busted over this, Falwell said, "Oh, it was a boudoir picture that Becky took for me." She let me tell you, Becky had jizz all over her, and it wasn't his jizz. And uh, and but and he is in. Uh, people were dying that they wanted Jerry Falwell to do to get, get caught doing a homosexual act. That was her whole thing. I hated him because of his anti-LGBTQ and his anti-Muslim and. And and stuff, and the fact that Giancarlo Gronda, the legitimate pool attendant who had the seven-year affair, was half Mexican. I mean, yeah. just uh, hypocrisy, and and you know it was. Uh, but and all the lies, and and oh, we didn't do. And, and Jerry Falwell. So if, I recorded Michael Cohen. We talked about a lot of things, but that was one of the things. And I waited a little bit until the day he went into prison, <laughs> because. I always felt like he kind of likes the Falwells, Michael Cohen. He sounds like a broken hearted because they didn't, you know, he went to their kids, uh, I guess it's called a christening. When you're uh Christian and you have the baby and he bought them a gift from uh, Chanel and they haven't called him at all since he got arrested. And So he was broken our side. I was like, this relationship could come back on. And it turns out it did. But the day he went into prison, I, I hooked up with uh, uh, the New York times and the uh, Washington Post and uh, Reuters, the guy Reuters, and gave him the tapes of him explaining the deal he did to get Trump, uh, to get Foley to support Trump and the fact that he still had a picture. Like, well, I got rid of all the pictures of the deal. Oh, I still have one, by the way. And it is terrible. And so I flew to New York immediately to see what all he had. and, and But I said, that changed our politics because Jerry Foley Jr. was not going to support Donald Trump. And then ah. he did. And, and because Michael Cohen reminded me remember that deal I fixed with you and your wife and the pool boy. Well, now I'm asking if I still have one of the pictures, by the way, and I'm asking a favor. And so if Jerry Falwell hadn't supported Trump, you know, Jerry Falwell is so full of shit. But then the other evangelicals that gave them cover to go for Trump, which makes zero sense. But so I got to know Giancarlo Grande, who's a really good dude, man. And he was a dude that's like 20 and he's working out there, over there at the Fountain Blue. And, and this couple comes in and they're really working them. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. When I was 20, I'd have been all in. They're like, here's some money, come to the hotel. I'd been like, yeah. And I want to have sex with my wife. I'm just going to sit in the corner and jerk off. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it seemed a little weird, but I'm fucking, uh, give me some drinks. So I'm in. And so they developed this 70 year relationship. And, and, you know, uh, Jerry didn't just sit in the corner. I mean, Jerry told some Jeremy beside them, and then he worked his way over. And then uh, then uh, 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 Giancarlo was brave enough. I got to know him. I mean, his family was under so much pressure, because first of all, his family were Christians. They're like, oh, my God, you're friends with Jerry Falwell at Beckyville? That's like being friends with Jesus. So to turn that around and go, okay, here's the real story. In fact, Jerry's threatening to blackmail me. Because he has a tape of me having sex with becky fallwell he's trying to send that to my girlfriend and i have text messages from jerry threatening him hey when you're in prison don't bend over to pick up the soap like threatening 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 this kid and this guy never asked for money it's
1: sandal season and that's something i used to wait all year for but now with the new croc style sandals i embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long
0: poor boys, got a million dollar settlement for them. But this guy never did. What he wanted was the business they bought together in Miami, the uh, gay youth hostels, I call it, it's a youth hostel, but it's, you know, um, you know, it's for everybody, it, there's a lot of sex in it there. And, uh, and and so he wanted to get out of that business deal. He owns 24.9% of that business deal, which is he wanted to be in real estate. They're like, what? Hey, how would you like first like they met? Well, how would you what are your dreams? he goes well i think i'd like to be in real estate and be in a position to give back he goes the way you get back is you make a lot of money first we got a deal for you well, you're twenty fucking years old you're like these guys are multi-million yeah and and so he researched found this property in miami who by the way roy black said it's a good property our buddy my buddy and, That's and all we so, to now i love it yeah he's the best he has been very helpful to me let me tell you something i don't know i i
1: told We're, leah black that i feel just good in life that if anything ever happens to me i'm taking care of him. all i gotta do is he call is,
0: yeah it, my kids and i's life is much easier because of him i have to tell you so that's kind. um so uh, he gets his property and then the relationship sours and you know it's one of those weird relationships where they got this hey Becky misses you. I don't know if you heard the tapes of of him, Jerry talking to John Cardinal, Becky misses you. I'm getting jealous. She thinks you're dating someone. Like it's so fucking weird, but John Cardinal has, you know, the, the goods, the receipts, the whatever, but he just wanted to get out of that business deal at 10% on the dollar. He didn't want the full amount that, that that properties worth. He wanted to get out. He wanted to join the army or wanted to do something with his life. And they would not let him do it. And, uh, you know it ended up costing jerry Fowell his job yeah. you know uh, it, the the michael cohen tape of him talking about fixing that deal the fact that john carl was brave enough to come out and you know took all the because they're like what is it this and we don't care about people's sex lives well it wasn't about people's sex life except they're huge hypocrites and you can't have if you go to that college you can't have sex it's right. the liberty way and and what has led to is I'm very proud of Giancarlo. I'm very proud of how he did it, but it led me to the 22 Jane Doe's at Liberty University who were raped and sexually assaulted and then told by Liberty University, you're in trouble. You just had sex. But I was gang raped. No, that's... And so uh, I've gotten to know them and I'm doing a, a documentary series with them as their trial leads up. But it is such bullshit. You know, it, it, it's not about sex. It's about money. It's about power. It's about ha- hating these women. And, and and just the shit they did where they're like, well, you can't go to the police station. You go to the Liberty University police station. One girl was 15, 15 years old. She went to debate uh, summer camp there at Liberty University. She gets raped. She gets sexually assaulted. They take her down to the police station for 15 hours. They don't let her go to the hospital. They have her debate coach come and take pictures of her injuries, of her uh, sexual assault injuries, 15 years old. And the parent, because they're like, well, they're at the Liberty University, it's the safest university in, in America, it's a Christian, it has to be okay. It's not the safest university. They just don't report this shit. And Jerry Falwell is a big part of that because all he wanted was the money and the power. And I'm so grateful to be a part of taking him down. You know, it all goes back to Trump it all goes back to the his enablers and and i look forward to the january 6th committee uh uh taking trump get i look forward to trump people are like he has to go to prison i go i just want the truth out i would like him to go to jail i think he is going to but um i look forward to the rest of the truth
1: you like couldn't uh, make this stuff up if you tried
0: no no it because if you think, what's the worst thing? And I didn't used to be like that. I'd be like, yeah, you get conspiracy on this side. Conspiracy is somewhere in the middle. But it's a lot closer to, you know, I mean, you, think, you see the people that Trump was involved with. And and who would who would still, I mean, I see a whole party in our country going off a cliff right now with Donald Trump. And they've had many opportunities to get away from him. And it's the worst abusive relationship you could have. Because he's such a bad guy and he turns on everybody. He's so full of shit. And he's a loser. He lost every branch of government when he was he, in you know, the, the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And these assholes are still like, that's our guy. He's the most like Jesus. So, unfortunately, yeah. got to do things the hard way.
1: Well, speaking of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus, I mean, I remember when Roseanne initially was coming back on the air. I mean, it was the biggest there was so much media hype around it there was so much you know there was so much fanfare around it I mean before the tweets and you know the cancellation and then the Connors but initially you know after all those years when they announced that Roseanne was coming back on the air you know what was that like for you like were you were you waiting were you waiting for your phone call to come to be a part of this show
0: no no, I, I didn't think that. I thought, you know, the, I done, the one thing I'd done that she asked me to do was her roast a few years ago and, and, and it went well and it was hard to get to that point. You know, this was day one, it was the week of the roast, I get a call, hey, Roseanne would like you to, uh, she'd like to call you. And I go, well, why don't you tell me what she's going to say because then I'll know, you know, because if it's something insulting, it's going to be like, fuck you, no, fuck you, and it'll be over. So the producer of it, well, she wants you to dress up like a waiter and serve her a drink in the middle of it. And then, and and I go, yeah. And then, no, that's it. I go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And I people would be so pissed. It's a fucking roast. So then the next day, as we get close to the weekend, okay, here's what she'd like you to call you to ask you if you'll do. If you'll show up and, and surprise everybody and roast everyone on the dais but her. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. That's another terrible idea. And I wasn't even sure. And I said, don't, you know, I said a long time before, because when Rose first got announced, somebody called me and said, would you be willing to do it? I go, don't ask me at the last minute because I need to prepare. It has been 18 years since I, you know, I need to prepare this ship. So they had that two days for the Rose, you know, she's called and left some messages and they were nice, but they're like, you can do on a Thursday, you can do anything you want. <laughs> just anything you want. Just be Part of it. Now, Friday, I spent, uh, I said, I have to think about it one day. I talked to my wife at the time. I have to think about, and, um you know, she was like, well, if you want to, you know, do it, do it. You should do it. I think you're thinking about it. And then we, on Friday, the Rosa of Saturday, I called my lawyer and he's like, you have so many restraining orders against each other. You know, if she says something about your penis, she owes you a hundred thousand. You say something about her vagina, you're a, So they spent all night Friday night with the lawyers from Viacom and and, uh, my lawyers so that Saturday I could go to the thing. And it was so nerve wracking. Uh, um, You know, I had 18, 18 years, 18 jokes came out as though they'd been in the back of my mind. But until I came out on stage, I didn't know for sure I was coming out on stage. And it was a really big surprise, very few surprises in television, Uh, but I could feel people gasp, even the, the, uh, you know, the roasties, it was stunning, and it went well. And I, I, I hadn't seen a people hugged her before that because I wasn't watching what happened before. It's kind of hidden in this room, so I don't know. I get done, I kind of look at her like, okay, I'm gonna. kind of gave her a, a this, and and then I went backstage. And then she stopped the show, and came backstage, we and she They said hey, we want to take a picture, of you guys. She said thanks for doing that. That really meant a lot, and and uh, that's a good way to bury the hatchet. And then the photographer runs around, can we take a picture? And she's like, oh, I got to go to the restroom first. And I thought, if she's going to go to the restroom instead of take a picture of me, she did not want to take a picture of me. I'm getting out of here. So I left. And and my wife at the time, uh, when I was telling her about it, she's like, well, what do you think? She's not going to take a picture with you until she, her ex-husband, until she looks in the mirror and sees that it she's all together. And I was like, oh, you think that's true? I thought she, no. So, but that to me was the perfect. Eddie, uh, you know, I wanted, I did it. I wanted to get out of there before it went sideways, and so I heard that the the uh, Connors were coming back. I know Sarah Gilbert was instrumental in that, and uh, um, and that was the first time I found out Roseanne's politics. <laughs> she was a Donald Trump because <laughs> she hated him when we were together, you know, and uh, and she was the first feminist I'd ever met. Like she was so different than everyone in Iowa, uh, you know, the, the women I grew up with. I grew up with some great women, but, you know, Roseanne was very thoughtful and liberal and, uh, you know, so, and I love that about her, you know. So when I hear that the show's coming back and then I hear that she is a Trump fan, <laughs> uh, it all happened at the same time as my show's coming out, anti-Trump fan. I didn't think I'd be a part of the show. It would be smart if they had me part of the show. Like it would be smart for them to have me uh do her roast you know i mean i got paid to do it and i got a private chance to fly me to Nashville for but still but it would be very smart of that but but i i know that her hatred it, i just knew it wasn't gonna happen but i did for the Hollywood Reporter review the pilot like thoughtfully reviewed the pilot and i liked it you know obviously i'm attached to the original show i wrote that i i was on it uh it, you know it was better in my but this was very good this is as good as you could do and they had some good writers and, and whitney cummings and uh, wanda sykes and and uh, bruce helford is very good he's from the old days so i thought this shall be very very good and uh but i had a bad feeling right away because she hadn't shut down her social media and i kind of did a deep dive into her social media and it was so racist and so conspiracy um, so as the show started going on she tweeted she started tweeting stuff and and her daughter Jennifer, reached out to me my my old stepdaughter said, hey what can we do about this and you know what I would have done about it if I if her show would have been on the line and she she always said she wanted to quit the original Roseanne show I'm quitting today I'm quitting I'm goddamn it but I knew that if she ever did she would be devastated so I had to here's the reasons you got to go to work here's the you know, kick my car stereo in, do whatever you want, but this uh, just and, and it became a real chore to get her to go to work, and it became that 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 hurts the relationship too when you're in that kind of a yeah, but uh, but because it, uh, there was one time when she said I'm quitting, I go let's go up to Tom Warner's office to, and and she goes give me I don't get respect give me one reason I should stay on this show and he goes I will give you one hundred million. Good reason, I mean, Like that's fucking real deal. Uh, but uh, but I do. She started. Uh, you know, she wrote a letter to every member of Congress saying John McCain was a war criminal. <laughs> I mean, that takes a lot of effort. And the Boston bomber was a false flag thing. And so, you know, her daughter, her kids were getting very concerned. And it, here's here's what I would have. And I suggest this a couple times. I sent him a picture of a of a phone that goes to a different server before it goes up. If you're going to, if somebody wants to tweet some, I said, tell her Donald Trump doesn't do his own tweets, tell her, or throw her fucking phone in the river. Like I would, there would have been no Wi-Fi if I was, and it was a lot of work being, being that guy, but I, I would have shut it the fuck down until the show was done. You know, there's a lot of ways to do a lot of things. And sometimes you have to protect people for themselves. But what happened with the show is the first season finished? And people were like, it, it, are you going to be as political pro-Trump next year? Or and, and so she told all the Trump people, yeah, yeah." But The QAnon people that she was, she's fucking following and friends with the, all oh, solid QAnon, crazy, you know. Um, and then she told the other people, no, we're not going to be as political. So the weekend before the writers were to come back on a Tuesday, I was like, this is going to be a bad weekend for her because, you know, she's self-destructive, and and she really didn't want to come back. And by the way, the show, the original show got canceled. The original show, John Goodman was not even on it the last season. So you have to remember, things run out. Seinfeld, every show has a run, and I worked on it the first six years, and I, it was good. But, you know, six years is a long time to be good, and nine years is kind of impossible. But you know that weekend, I, I she started with something about a donkey and, and uh, Chelsea Clinton face and uh, I I I got a hold of her daughter. I go, she better fucking apologize for that right now. She go at Hillary Clinton, but go at somebody's daughter, a, a woman with three daughters. I go, you got to get her. You, she's got to get her shit together. And then by Sunday, she <clears throat> did the very racist thing. But if you see everything leading up to it, um, and I'm I'm proud that Disney immediately, Bob Iger, Bob Iger, who did it, who just, I think retired, Bob Iger used to go to our house and stand at the bottom of her bed to get her to go to work. And, you know, uh, sometimes she had a facelift sometimes, but he, that's how he started his career. Wow. You know, and he's a really good man. He's a solid, good human being. And he ran Disney and he just said, we're not doing this. And, uh, you know, my thing at the time was every little uh, black kid has heard this monkey bullshit growing up. You know, I'm Jewish. I've heard, you know, and you know how fucking mean kids are. And I didn't have a mother, so you imagine <laughs> But I'm telling you, for an adult, a multi, multi, multi-millionaire white Jewish woman to fucking perpetuate that is unacceptable. Some of the people look to on TV, like, that's America's mom, or, you know, that's why Dean Kane is uh, on my shit list, because he was like Superman, and now he's one of those assholes, you know. Um, but that's really what happened, and they had to. I can't imagine how hard it would have been the next season to be a writer on that show or a producer, because every week, because she was feeding into the negativity, like Trump does, feeding into it. And Trump was talking about her, but he will tell you what, he fucking dumped her the second the show got canceled.
1: Well, that's nice of you to even like reach out and, or, you know, try to work with her daughter and try to step in and help and like take away her social media. I mean, that's, you didn't have to do that. That's nice of
0: you. Oh yeah. And yeah. VICE. Well, she they, they reached out to me first and I, I thought, what, you know, and then I researched it because I had my guys from vice and we kind of downloaded, you know, I got into some emails and got into <laughs> research and I had to threaten some, some of the guys she was, These leaders of this, like, I'm going to, you know, we're going to shut the lights off in your house. If you need to stay the fuck away from her. Maybe one day they'll all come out where all of a sudden we drop in the middle of their email conversations. uh, And I'm like, what are are you fucking in love with her? You know, I, I went every which way to get these fucking people to stop, to her to stop. And I thought if you isolate her enough, maybe she'll come to her, get her wits about her. You know, maybe she needs a mental health week or something that would certainly be you know but you have to get off of this shit but and, and you know uh, her boyfriend uh very nice guy from all uh, I've told but he's not a guy that will throw her phone in the fucking river and sometimes you shouldn't need that but sometimes you 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 may at least give the person a, a chance to be their best self right and make it, if they're gonna make a decision a bad decision at least be your best self when you're making that decision so there you go
1: and you heard from them before the tweet, like, or was it because of the tweet, or like, do you hear from them just even when the show? No, came the out? whole
0: as soon as the season started. Oh wow! And she was tweeting shitty stuff anyway before that tweet, right? And so I just said, oh, this is gonna go. And I and I, I said to Jed, this weekend is gonna be a rough weekend because this is the re- last weekend before the show comes back on Tuesday. All those writers are coming back, and she's told half of them. We're all Trump, and then the other half, we're not Trump. And she told all these fans, and that pressure, you know, she's going to do something really fucking stupid this weekend. So,
1: she did. And you feel total closure, you know, you talk about the roast, and you were going to take this picture, and then she said, I'll be right back, and she went in the bathroom, like, you know, and your wife said, well, didn't, you know, she went in the bathroom to fix herself up. She wasn't, like, trying to avoid you or running away from you. You know, even though you left... You know, and you never really kind of found out. I mean, you guys could have talked, had a conversation. Like, you know, do you ever wonder what if? Or, I mean, do you do you, you still feel closure with Roseanne? I roast. felt bad
0: about that. Yeah, it made me uh, um, it made me happy that she wasn't blowing me off. And I'm like, well, if I see her again, we'll you know. But I did see her again, and the next time I really heard from her, people like the roast a lot. People are touched by it. Uh, but the last the next I heard from her was this Trump shit. In 2016 I'm like what the fuck is going so and then the show coming on and of course I would have gone on the show and of course we could have done something like we did with the rose and of course I would have I my character could have come back to the show and it still could but you know I've been a nomad so one thing she did though that ABC allowed her to do is as I was promoting my show and my I had a comedy special out she said I I Tom kept me on good morning America can't can't be on any just randomly and they honored that if you want me to promote this show i will but here's the condition tom arnold can't be promoting you know whatever he wants to promote and they did it's shitty but they did honor that but that's part of the business you know that's how shit goes so i don't care uh but but for have that resentment you know um I, I and I also think that which sh- life's shitty that you always want to blame somebody uh, you blame someone oh how can I be in this marriage oh it's all him he's a said golly he's a he's a master manipulator. But then the next time you, you get into marriage, you gotta blame that guy and you had to blame the guy before me that which you know and then who are you gonna blame after that and then who you know so. uh, You know, I mean I, I it was uh, one of my four marriages.
1: And uh, I mean, it is how the business works, but still, that's a pretty strong ban all these years later, you know, to say, I don't want Tom on any, you know, GMA, Kelly and Ryan, like any of the ABC
0: morning shows. That's kind of a pretty strong ban. Right. That had
1: nothing to do with your show. It just had to do with Ryan. By the
0: way, I did not want to talk about her show going off the air, but I was promoting my new comedy stand up special. And the show went off the air right then. And so any interview I did, the first thing they asked about was that. And people were like, why do you keep talking about Rose yeah. But I did think it was important as a voice, as, as we are, voices in this country, to call out overt racism. You know, um, because that's what it was. And people aren't people are as – that don't pussyfoot around it as much four years later now. But they certainly were then, boy. How do you call someone racist? How do you call someone a white supremacist? Why do you do this? Well, because they are. The world (laughs) is It's the big thing in this country. Anti-Semitism, anti-LGBTQ, anti-immigrant, and and anti-people of color, man. It fucking is there. And I'll tell you this, and I know this is a Jew. You better stand up with each other because they're fucking going after us next
1: i'm jewish too so t- trust yeah. me i know
0: you have a star baby, on your... <laughs> no.
1: you don't even want to know i have this i have a i have a barcode oh, yeah, yeah. so this like made my grandparents very happy yes i'm yeah. being sarcastic um but you also have no, two movies course. coming out right you were just in italy filming you have two movies coming out i
0: did i did two movies in rome uh, i've done four movies in rome this year wow. you know because covid i did one in the uk the one in the uk is uh called The Abomination. I play Dr. Frankenstein. It's a modern day Frankenstein with a really cool director and a really cool cast. And I'm excited about that. And then I did two holiday movies in, uh, in Rome, which I'm so grateful to have to work, you know, and I've done four over there in the last year and uh, with a great crew and a great fun director and Billy Baldwin did the, the last three with me and, uh, Michael Madsen did the first one. And then, uh, He couldn't fly for the next one because his ex-wife garnished his passport, which sounds like something that would happen to me. And I love Michael Madsen. I love Billy Baldwin. And so, yeah, there's, and the the Cloris Leachman one, High Holiday came out last month with uh, Jennifer Tilly and uh, what a great cast. And uh, there was the the Madsen and I one came out, but there's always something. I did a movie with Machine Gun Kelly this summer, which is very fun. Um, and and you know I need to keep working again. I have four ex-wives. I people are like, you worry about getting old. I can't wait till the day I turn sixty-five because then I don't have to pay alimony anymore. That's uh, I'm gonna be so. I'll be able to buy a house. You know, my kids are. It's it's a little over two years away, but I'm looking forward to that day.
1: And yet you're still open to be married again. So that shows you have such a yeah. positive attitude.
0: Well, I'm open to, you know, the possibility. You know. Uh,
1: can't we get Leah Black on this I mean she she hooked me up with you like I was gonna say Leah's the one to make this happen here
0: yeah well I I the kisses I've had over the last few years I've been at her house for New Year's Eve like for real and they're like with uh, a reality star from the ocean uh, OC uh, there was oh this girl (laughs) this well Kelly Dodd was one and uh and then there was a really nice and Kelly Dodd's a lunatic, but she's very cute. And uh and you know there's always somebody there. You know they don't have to be a reality star. They could be, you know, there's some nice very pretty nice people.
1: Yes, well Kelly Dodd was just on my show with her husband Rick and um yeah, so they certainly do create quite a Listen, people people love to hate Kelly Dodd, right?
0: So there you go. No, I just say you know the the I'm very I'm very pro vaccination I have to say, but you know she's a character man she goes after uh, people and, and bless her, bless her heart she's very beautiful and I wish, you know
1: how was Kelly Dotter's as a kisser,
0: very good, very good you know it been a it was at twelve midnight, and I was very grateful and my kids are grateful, because I I posted it. And my kids were so happy that I got to kiss my daughter, who's six, has never seen, had never seen a woman kiss me. And so, you know, I kiss her a lot. Uh, but it was like, you know, they, they're not like, yeah, get, get that woman to move in here. Uh, I'm sure they would love her because she's sort of the same age. But uh, but uh, they're like, oh, dad's, I, can't, and I had a long time before. Well, this is really important your dad has to get out there again. Cause I'm, you know, with these guys all the time, like all the time. And I said, you know, I'm gonna go to a party tonight. I'm gonna kiss a woman. I don't know who's gonna be, but I just need to. And uh, you know, it was very important to me. i always have a soft spot for that. There. And it was
1: just a kiss with Kelly, nothing else. Yeah. Well, you know, if this was before Rick, if it worked out, you could have been on the Orange County Housewives.
0: No, I mean, I like watching that show. I, I'm, I'm old school with that show. That was the first one of the Housewives I've ever watched. Uh, but, you know, I like the Miami ones, too. There's some crazy. But the best Housewives are the Atlanta. Because those are people that nobody go, oh, yeah, I can see you. That's who those. I can see you. Hook it up with those guys do you have a some...
1: favorite out of the atlanta housewives candy uh that's a good one
0: that's yes, very good and i tried to do a show we tried to do a talk show with uh uh oh uh, what's her name she's the most famous one nini um, leaks yeah and i met with her and we were gonna and then she insulted uh the wendy waves purse on a tweet and they pulled the show it was going to be with the people that do the Wedding Wave show. And I didn't even know what that meant. I read the tweet. Like, I, what is she talking about? But it, she talked about a purse. and So I got a call from the studio. They're like, <clears throat> it's a big deal when you sold uh, a black woman's purse. Go, is it? What? What's the, I don't know. Well, if it is, so she's out. <laughs> so that never happened.
1: Okay, wait. And then I'll let you go. You're dropping all these bombs yeah. at the end. So, wait. So, you were going to do a talk show with, like, you were going to produce it and Nene was going to be, like, the host. The
0: people that produced the Wendy Williams show were going to produce a show with, with, with that uh, Nene Leakes and I hosted.
1: What was it going to be about? Just like a talk show, like Wendy Williams. Style? House,
0: talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle, that kind of stuff. And then, right before we were uh, going to shoot, that she tweeted something about Wendy Williams' purse. <laughs> I swear, and then you know, Wendy was very powerful in that company, and Wendy was like, "If they're coming, I'm leaving." If they're coming, and so, and I, the tweet to me seemed innocuous. It was, I just didn't know it was possible to insult somebody's purse and and, and offend them so severely. But it was, and the even the uh, the white executive producer called me. Goes, "You have no idea. Like, you do not uh, uh, insult a black woman's purse." I go, well, "I would never do that." But I'm learning a lot here. This seems like it would have been a good segment on the show. And uh, but I like that, Dee. She's a she's a you know, I like that the Atlanta Housewives are just the best. They're good.
1: And if Wendy Williams calls and says it's them or me, I think they're going to go with Wendy Williams.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Well, listen, Tom, the next time you come back, you can promote all your movies. We won't have to talk about anything from the past. Everyone needs to follow you online. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Leah for everything. And thank you for doing this.
0: All right, brother, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon, brother.
1: Take care, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,